Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 67 of the Chamber of Chance podcast, the podcast that will not drag your sorry ass off of a plane just because it's overbooked. This oh time. my god, that thing. And it also will not make false, you know, statements about World War II and chemical oh, weapons use. Fuck. We're all smarter than that, especially Chance, who writes the games of Chance at blogspot.com. Chance, how you doing this evening? I will not mess up the names of the countries I bombed this week. Uh, Alex is here, too. Alex <laughs> is very smart. He's full of smarts. He has the best brain, don't you, Alex? It's, it's, it's the most beautiful. And, <laughs> and the biggest. <laughs> and the biggest and the best. You just, and you just... if I had bombed the shit out of an airfield, I would have you know, made sure the runways weren't there anymore. And also, I might talk to Congress before that country that I'm accused of loving too much... And then, yeah. I don't know, then I'd remember might, where it was I bombed illegal. two days later. Possibly. Might, might, might be a little bit illegal. You know, it, it just occurs to me in, in, comparing, in comparing and contrasting Alex to Trump that honestly, in my head, <laughs> I've always seen Alex as a blonde. He's like, he's like a southern good old boy in my head. Oh, no. no, no yeah, no, no. no you're, no, like, you're, no. you're like the, the, the smart Duke brother in my head. Well, you know, I thought he was a brunette. I, go, I wouldn't say no to washboard abs. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 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 Daisy Duke, you know. That'd be... oh, uh, you know, there's a go for blondes, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Daisy Dukes were a thing until I ended up playing World of Warcraft. What? And I ended up with like I ended up with like a World of Warcraft girlfriend in okay. like my early twenties. Yeah, no, it was it was weird. And uh, I'd read that. And book. She, she's talking to me one day about wearing her Daisy Dukes and I'm like what the hell is a Daisy Duke she had to explain cut off shorts to me like short shorts what I know this was like 2007-ish round about sounds about right yeah okay that was the, that was two years after that movie I actually saw are we that, talking about the, the, the remake Jessica, Dukes of Hazzard yeah, thing yeah, that just yeah. nope still super racist I watched <laughs> I watched the Beverly Hillbillies remake that's not what? as bad it, no, it was not as bad. I watched it a couple weeks ago with my mom just because I wanted to, like, you know, put something stupid on. And that that was that was not actually all that terrible. It was kind of like one of those old Leslie Nielsen movies. It kind of had that same flavor of stupidity. Make a gun? Sake of fun. I yeah, could watch yeah. Airplane forever. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, based Surely on... Surely you just. No. And don't call me that. We've talked about this. <laughs> don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, you can't be serious. I am Still serious. Funny don't as call hell. me Shirley. Shirley. Uh, actually, the reason the reason we started four minutes late today is because I had to finish watching Hunt for the Wilder People based on Alex's it's recommendation. It's so good. It is pretty fucking good. Like I I love New Zealand shit, man. I they, know. Their sense of humor is dry as a bone. It's so but dark. silly. It's not yes. really a kids movie. Yeah, but it's no, it's not a kids it, movie. It's at It's a all. movie with a kid in it, and it. Uh. But I don't think it's all that. It's not really not all that dark. Oh come on, no. There's 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 no worse stuff in there than there is in an episode of Simpsons or South Park. You know you got a point, but Simpsons South Park doesn't. Well, South Park does, but Simpsons never really deals with death like that. Well, yes. Oh, yeah, but it. I don't know. It it handled it beautifully, and and when she dies at the beginning, you feel so bad because she really did genuinely give this poor kid like real love for what you felt was the first time in his life. And you ever see Housebound? No. She's like the second female lead in that, and she's wonderful in that. Southbound's great if you want to check it out, but um, no, like, the, like I am so pumped for Thor right now. Yeah, that tra- like, like Chamberlain. Did you watch that trailer for Thor? Uh, I did, uh, and even just the font of Thor Ragnarok was like, oh, that's so awesome! Like seriously, 
uh, Tai Wakiti, I'm going to butcher his name. He's funnier than James Gunn, straight up. Well, is, that the, is that the director or the writer? Yeah, the that's director. the director. Director? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, I think you're bang on with the fun. Like, that really shows the attitude and the amount of fun they want to have with it. This is like Masters of the Universe, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Like, that looks fun, and I can't believe I'm that hyped for a Thor movie. Yeah, you know the uh, the priest? The first, like, third of... Uh... Third of what? Uh, Pun for the Builder People. Oh, the priest. No. At the funeral? Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay. That's the director. He's he's fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, he's fantastic. No, he was really good, and I loved that. Uh, I don't I don't know the actor's name, but he was the manager in Flight of the Concords. He's he's like Psycho Sam at the end. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he's, what's his name? He's so good. He, he's on um, At Midnight a lot. He's a delight. Yeah, he is. He's really really good. And, I don't know uh, if the movie needed Psycho Sam, but it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Like the the whole thing was fun. Um, yeah, that was a good show. Uh, so uh, video games. I haven't. There is absolutely nothing occupying my entire waking hours in free time. Not at like, all, huh? No. Nope. How many? How many hours have you invested in Persona Five so far? Exactly sixty. Whoa! Ooh. So yeah. you're about halfway. No, I'm. I'm <laughs> about. I'm about done. What? Yeah. It, it is. It is telling that you can spend about a week and a half doing something for pretty much five hours a day and <laughs> feel like it's over all too soon. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I, I haven't got that deep into it all, but I thought you said that you couldn't, uh, you couldn't control your party members' actions in combat. No. You can. Yeah, I know. I, I figured, I don't remember saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're... Check the tape. I was talking about another game. That's fair enough. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. No, no, you can, yeah, if, I, if that was happening, I'd be super pissed. What, yeah, even we're... better. When, when, once you switch one character's thing to direct commands... It does that for every single other character. Mm-hmm. That was not the case. Oh, that was just a little thing that like ticked me off. Like I would like one of my characters would die and I get wiped for one battle because like he was new and I hadn't switched to direct commands yet and he'd do something stupid. And ah, uh, I'm glad that's gone. I'm uh, I'm still I'm still in the first few hours. Like I still haven't beaten the first dungeon. They are the roughest. But uh, what really struck me upon the opening of the game is like this is the most blindingly stylish most beautiful JRPG you have ever fucking it's seen in your life to take in. and then like yeah it is sensory overload and then and then it kind of uh, goes into an in-engine sequence and it's like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck just happened to this thing this is 2007 again We yeah yeah like it really is it really just looks like uh, it, it looks like the Catherine engine was upported to the PS4 basically like it, it does not look particularly good but um, but those character portraits and the way they're used and there'll be a moment where a character will go like oh like this, and then you will see this thing that slashes across the screen with the expression on their eyes. Just huge anime eyes. If you love yeah, these... these anime eyes, this game will choke you to death. <laughs> but really expressive anime eyes, and and all is forgiven for some reason. Like, the overall presentation is just staggering. Yeah. It's just staggering. I, 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 the loading pr- times are not a problem at all, and the loading screens are so beautiful. Every Ooh. once in a while, I'm upset it ended too soon. I love that subway. I love, I love it to I, pieces. I love the thing where he lands and just darts away really quick. Yeah, the the like, the, uh, the windscreen. Yeah, where he's just running in a circle. 
Oh no 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 no! I'm talking about. I mean, it's uh, the screen goes black, and then he lands. The protagonist oh, right. lands, the, and all yeah, you see is his hands in his. Yeah, his hands in his face in white, and then he darts away. I've seen it it's, a million times. Love it to oh, death. So beautiful! It's so beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, the the combat is classic combat. The hold up thing is cool. Um, it is just yeah, those beautiful. conversations. Um, if you talk to the politician a lot, that is a great way to make money. Talking to the politician? Oh, just getting money out of the uh, mm-hmm. out of the persona. Yeah, he uh, he upgrades your uh, negotiation, and eventually you can just start getting like ten thousand yen per fight. Hmm. What burns me is is if they if they even if they do just give me yen like I I now I have no XP from that fight. You get a, you get like a quarter. Yeah, it's no no I don't like that. Like not only did I kick your ass, but then I talked you into liking me. I should get like double. Honestly, money's a little more useful this time hmm. around. Yeah, I blew the first amount of money I got. I blew it all on guns. I don't know what I was thinking. I should yeah, the have guns aren't weapons. worth it until the very end, or at least until you become friends with the gun gun shop guy. Yeah, I should have. I should have invested in melee weapons. That's a really I don't know what I was story. thinking. The, the the gun shop guy, the politician, and the journalist are the best stories by far. I I am personally looking forward to getting know getting to know that doctor very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she's great. <laughs> so percentage wise, how much of the game is spent in the dungeons, and how much is spent, you know, in school building social connections? Uh, I'd say it's about half and half. The dungeons uh, are deep and long. See, I would prefer more dungeon less. There's Remember what I didn't like about high school. It's about, there's a lot you can do to, like, almost everything you do affects what you do in the dungeon. And I love that the dungeons themselves are not these, just these, I, I never minded the random generation of Persona 3 and 4's dungeons, but the fact that these are um, bespoke. Yeah. Each dungeon is like a level and a puzzle to be solved. Yeah. That's, that's really cool it's and so much I more think more rewarding. engaging. Yeah. I really like that. There's some hard-ass puzzles. There's a number substitution code that I refuse to look up the answers to until, like, the very end. I have no problem looking up anything. Like, the teacher tosses an eraser at me in class, asks me a question. Oh, okay, let me Google that. Like, I have, I have no shame in that regard at all. I want I'm, to get I'm, my stats up there. I'm just glad a game made me break out a paper, pen and paper for the first time in a long time. I don't mind that. Ooh. The other thing I I really like about it, and maybe I would feel differently about this if I'd stuck with The Witcher, but it's been so long since I started playing a game that I really felt like this is going to be a long, slow burn story. They are really taking their time setting shit up and really letting you get to know characters and care about the characters. It's definitely that. Is it Ryuji? Is that your best friend's Mm -hmm. name? I fucking hate that guy. Like, oh my god, shut up. It takes a while. Um... What what helps is the actor gets some really good laugh lines. Like the lines okay. itself aren't nearly as funny as the way he sells it. Like he just becomes like just a fun idiot after a while. He gets better. I'm I'm just uh, I think I'm just past the point where the girl joins, and for like the entire previous four hours, as someone who has played these games before, I know immediately what's going on with this teacher. Yep. You don't have to explain anything more to me. Ryuji, you, we don't have to ask anyone any questions. And I know the blonde girl would be a huge help to our investigation. And instead of saying fucking anything, the protagonist just stands there as Ryuji completely insults and alienates her and yep. drives her away. And I'm like, that was that was the break in our case right there. And your fucking capacity to interact with others has destroyed it, you think. I hated him so much. His quietness actually gets to be the butt of a joke a couple times. Hmm. I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm, I, I am looking forward to, to putting more time into it, if, if I ever can. 
Like, I was going to say, you think... started it. Are you going to I did. keep oh, yeah, going so now? I, I am, but uh, I think it's going to be like just little noshes here and there. Mm. But I don't feel like stressing myself out with Overwatch and staying up too late. It's great. Like, like the <laughs> second you just start trying to just, you know, like run through battles and shit is when you start getting wiped. Hmm. Like, it's real strict. It's, 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 I'm on normal, and it is not kicking my ass, but really strict. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm maybe it's just because I'm so early in, but yeah, I'm not finding any difficulty with the combat so far. It takes about, like, the third one's where it starts ramping up. The third dungeon? Mm-hmm. Okay. At least lets you learn the systems before it, you know, abuses you. Yeah, it kind of it kind of boggles that it is as successful as we'd hoped. Yeah, that's great. Because it's you know we we look it's easy to say that we look back at Persona three and four with very rose colored glasses because these are wonderful friends that we spent literally hundreds of hours with and absolutely fell in love with. And to go back to a game that is so similar to those games, like there's really there are changes, obviously. But it is pretty much the same thing, and to find that it is just as delicious and perfect as you as you remember and had hoped that the sequel would be. It's the game that we wanted it to be in our heads, you know? It's amazing. Yeah, the 10-year wait was worth it, and that's, that yeah. never happens. And it's... Why so can't bad. Square do this? Because Square spends too much money. Like, I think is that, that it? The only reason why this game works is because they had... Like a basic. This is literally an early PS3 game. Mm, and I wouldn't say early. I mean, like go back and look at some early PS3 games. No. Yeah, <laughs> I got a point there. But like, what was a, that the Dragon action. game? Ugh. The Dragon. It looks a lot like Dragon Quest Eight, actually. Well, that'd be fine. And it, it looks great. It does. It is. It is stylish as fuck. And it's so beautiful. Just just in the scenes where you're just like, I remember it drove me fucking crazy the other day. I was just standing on a street corner in downtown Tokyo with a cat, uh, its little black head poking out of my backpack, and everything was so beautiful. And all the characters in the scene were so stylish. And this cat's blue eyes were just bang against the background, and it was killing me that I couldn't take a screenshot and turn this into Don't a header. You dare. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at Twitter and seeing all these cell phone pictures yeah. that people are taking of their TV of screenshots, and like how is it saving anyone anything to force people to take actual like photographs of their television? Yeah, they're they're using that to capture some rough translation issues. Yes, there are. They are it gets it, it's real bad. It was, uh, but there's there's some writing in it. That I absolutely fucking love. Like when when you but the transition, is great. The words are nonsense. When you transition into the uh, like the shadow world or whatever you want to call it, uh, the main character and anyone who has awakened their persona uh, has a um, has a fabulous outfit that they wear in this yeah. in this universe. <laughs> and of course, the protagonist is the first one to get this fabulous outfit. So Ryuji says to him, "What's with that outfit?" And you have all these speech bubbles coming out of your portrait, and you can, just like a comic, and you can pick one. And the speech bubbles are, "I don't know, not bad, huh?" Or the one I chose, "You jelly." <laughs> yeah, there are some <laughs> doofy answers that I just love, and I have to pick them every time because my gorgeous, you know, teenage god of a person is a doof. He's going to say ridiculous things mine's super nice but i love that there are all those like really saucy answers in there like when when she asks you are you are you really that bad a guy and you can say i'm bad to the bone <laughs> <laughs> so corny love it had to say it and, you bet <laughs> and he's uh it's it's introduced i think in an event that is halfway through the narrative where you're you, know, you and your friends are or you at least are caught 
trying to escape a thing. And this chase sequence ends with you busting through a stained glass window and like corkscrewing as you fly through the air in your fabulous are you jelly finery and like there's glittering glass all around you and you know what it is it is you are fucking tuxedo mask for the new generation you are just the epitome of masculinity and style and and beautiful youth but no you're you're lupin yeah like, like, like you are um, yeah that's uh, yeah, yeah that french you. cartoon yeah yeah that's lupin the third persona. Loop yeah. in the third, yeah. That's right, that's right. Loop in the third's a whole other thing. And, what? um... Anyway. Yeah, no, there's this, uh... It was the first superhero. This tuxedo guy in France. It's, it's a French it's a French uh, graphic novel. Oh, okay. We're but thinking was, the anime. But he, but he... Yeah, but Lupin in France was also a thief, yeah. right? That's yeah. what your persona is. And, um... What... For some reason, I love... I love the way it deals with how you transition into the shadow world. And I'm going to spoil this for listeners... Mm. Listeners, if you haven't played Persona 5 yet, maybe like me, you're obsessed with Overwatch or just don't have time. Cover your but precious virgin ears. It, it is a really, really kind of small thing. How the protagonist first is introduced to the Shadow World is he's walking through a busy intersection in Tokyo, and he notices there's this weird app on his phone. And he's like, what the hell is this? So he touches it, and suddenly time freezes. Everyone around him is frozen in place. You could do anything in this moment. And he looks across the street and he sees his persona. And it smiles at him. And then he snaps He snaps out of it. And he looks down at the phone, puts his finger on the app, drags it to the recycle bin. Fuck <laughs> this. Nope. Do not like. The appropriate reaction. That was, yes. Any normal person would do this. <laughs> Not me. You and give then me an go app drink. that freezes time. Oh, I am okay. going nuts with that thing. I am like favorites, please. <laughs> what was it? Um, it was uh, uh, Rick and Morty, where like he wants to replace all the money in the banks with cookies. Oh, God, which one was that? That's Rick and Morty. Yeah, no, I remember, but I'm trying to remember the quote or the episode. Anyway, he has this whole monologue of stuff he wants to do. Oh, right. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's glorious. It is really, really glorious. It's kind of, it's kind of weird that there's this game that I I can't think of anything bad to say about. Oh, I can. It, okay. It is, two of the dungeons aren't great. Okay. Um. There's a there's some bonkers dialogue, and Example. like they can get rid of like maybe half of the text sequences. Like your your buddies bug you. Every day with like eighteen texts is way too much, and half the time they're just restating the premise. They're not saying anything. Mm, that is very JRPG. Yeah. Mm. Remember that thing we have to do? Yes, I agree. I also agree. I haven't said anything for a couple of days. I also agree. <laughs> like that. That's it. That's half of the dialogue. Okay, but there's a teenager in my house and I can verify that's how they talk oh it's great for them I'm sure they'll love it but I'm a little jaded at this point yeah and Persona 5 really gets my generation <laughs> yeah oh, they, they get that age yeah. though, and they're doing all the things of teenage life I've conveniently forgot but I never uh, did <laughs> one more thing oh yeah and there's like there's a teach the, the teacher confidant goes in a wish fulfillment angle that's really gross Oh, so you can like hook up with your teacher? It's it, not. It's not that. Not oh. just that. It, it's. It's like marriage too. No, like she has a second job, and it's it's 
tragic and oh. wish fulfillment and I, I really didn't appreciate that. And there's oh, one... Oh, she's a stripper. Mm-hmm. Called it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> other than that, the game... I can't crazy. believe that was that easy, but go on. What'd you say? I said I can't believe it was that easy, but What'd go you call? On. I didn't hear you. I said, oh, she's a stripper, and then you said... Mm-hmm. Not exactly. It's oh. almost worse. Massage parlor. Very close. Maid Happy cafe. That Maid cafe. It. Nailed it. Yes! Oh. Somehow, obje- there are so many options for objectifying women I in Japan. Have <laughs> uh, we arrived at Old Japan 2 for the well, podcast? I'm yeah, not sure. Just... No, there's still there's still a bit of Old Japan in there. Like, uh, the, the when the girl joins your party, her persona is awakened in righteous indignation at the sight of her, herself and other girls in her school being viewed as mere sexual objects in the eyes of this evil teacher. And so her persona awakens and she explodes into her huge jelly finery. And it is a literal cat suit with like oh, the, the zip zipper way down for a whole bunch of cleavage. And her persona is this like fabulous ball gown opera singing looking female She's avatar with a man, like a naked man, on a chain in one hand and her stilettoed foot on the back of a naked man <laughs> in front of her. So that, again, is a hugely kind of sexual image. Yep. Like, they can't do anything without her, with her that's not deeply sexual. Or not deeply sexual, but at least uh, ostensibly sexual. But I have seen uh, shots of other female characters that yeah, definitely... Is is she the one with like the motorbike and mm-hmm. the, the fisticuffs? She's the best character in the freaking game. She looks badass. She's her name badass is Makoto. She's the student body president. She will kick your ass. Her <laughs> name is Makoto. Uh, Makoto something. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Makoto is the name of the major in Ghost in the Shell. Oh goody. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw that, did they? No, no I didn't. No, no I didn't either. Yeah, yeah I I'll, think I'll, I'm wait, good. I'll wait for you know, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. options. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, uh, Tales. Yeah, I'm still not done yet. I, I, unlike Alex, I don't have 60 hours in it. I think I've got about 30, 36 okay. hours in on it. And it has become... I mean, it was there were hints at it before, but it is now completely obvious that this is a direct sequel to Zisteria. Oh, wow. Um, because you've actually run into one character from that game, and they're referencing more and more how the, the Maliki and the Maliks were basically the angels or whatever from the last game. So, I mean, it's, it's not terribly important, but it is, it rewards you for paying attention a little bit between the two of them because this is the first time, I mean, they actually, they did Tales of, of Exilia or whatever, that it was one and two, but this one, they're kind of world building, which is interesting. They usually don't do that. Um, it can, it's been continuing on, you know, as you would expect. Uh, Velvet is maintaining her terribleness, thankfully. They, they, they have not had her change her mind. She is still quite willing to destroy the whole world just for her revenge. And everyone else seems quite willing to enable her for that. Um, but they did explain what the Demon Blight is. I mean, the beginning of the game we talked about last week is in Velvet's Village. The villages all start turning into like demons or werewolves or whatever. And the populace believes that it's a disease, that, that, that it's a communicable disease, and the ex- exorcists are there to kill people who have succumbed to the demon blight or, or take care of people who might, because they think it's like the plague, basically. Well, it's explained by one of the Maliks 
that demon blight is not a disease. It's basically what happens when too much malevolence or sin builds up inside a human. Every human has the potential to turn into a demon. If they allow themselves to become too corrupted, too evil, the malevolence takes over and they turn into a demon, which is really depressing. So really, Velvet was going to become a demon one way or the other. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. Velvet isn't really a demon. Velvet is something else. Um, There is, for lack of a better term, God in this game. And it's probably the most powerful Malak. And he is trying to set up seven Therons. Therions? Therons is what Velvet is. To suck the malevolence out of areas, basically protecting those areas from, from succumbing to the demon blight. And in the process of that, he gains power, and we don't know if he's going to destroy the world or save the world yet. It isn't really clear. But Velvet but as, is... As you progress on your quest of revenge, you are incidentally saving people in villages? No, as you, as you progress on your thing of revenge, you are actually removing these Therons from where they were put and oh. leaving this wake of destruction behind you. Oh, you removed a theron. You remove a theron from where it's supposed to be. That town immediately succumbs, and they all turn into demons. Yeah. And this has happened several times. And she doesn't care. Now they. I mean, literally, she has a reputation of she is the Lord of Destruction. Hmm. Everywhere, everywhere this, everywhere this party goes, as soon as they accomplish what they're trying to do, the town is just rampant or destroyed by demons. I'm kind of getting more and more interested in this game the more you talk about the story. So it's you you are the bad guys. You are on the wrong side of history right now. That's so cool. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's going to turn at some point because um, it it is obvious that that the good guys, quote-unquote good guys, do sacrifice people. They do, I mean, when someone is discovered to be in tune with Enominat, God, that they can become a Theron, they are not allowed to choose. They are chosen. You are going to become a Theron for this. And one of them is this, like, five-year-old girl. And you rescue her and bring her back to the island, and she's this big scary demon thing, but she's still a five-year-old girl. So there's evil on both sides, but what your party is doing is, is, is causing real damage to the world. (laughs) And Velvet's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to go all the way with this. I don't know. It's probably going to get to the end and she's going to have to choose between her revenge and like sacrificing the kid who looks like her brother. Um, And she's going to choose the kid. Probably. Well, he's obviously very, very important. I mean, he, 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 he isn't her brother reincarnated. We already kind of went down that road. Um, and, and that's not what he is. Um, he's just—he's a very powerful Malak who just kind of—he happened. Who the party happened to cross. So I believe I'm coming in on the last—I want to say—quarter of the game. I'm kind of cheating and, and keeping an eye on game facts of just chapter names of where I am, just because yeah. I want to know what's going to happen. I think I'll be able to wrap it up by the weekend. Um, I just really hope that this manages to end on a down note because that's what these characters deserve. They're not good characters. They should not have a happy ending. <laughs> For the number of people they've killed, See, you know, rooting, and, like playing an RPG where you're rooting for your players to lose. That's oh, I like weird. it. I, I, like I it. mean, it's, I, I, the characters are interesting. I like the characters. Velvet's kind of one note and boring because that's what her, but that's what she is. But the pirate character Eisen, who you're dealing with, 
is he's he's got super bad luck. He actually is cursed. He has the Reaper's curse. So no matter where he goes, bad things happen. And so you're kind of rooting for him to maybe take care of this. Um, there's a samurai with you who's just out to defeat, defeat his brother. There are other characters with you who are more likable than Velvet. Because Velvet really, I mean, she doesn't have many redeeming features. She's just completely self-absorbed, uses everybody around her, is abusive, thinks doesn't think twice about killing and eating people i mean it's she is a villain so i'm digging that i just hope they don't i hope they don't chicken out i hope they don't chicken out in the last half an hour and go you know what never mind you it's, have a it's huge fine. come to jesus moment it's like hey guys what, oh. if we're, what if we're on the wrong side of history i i mean i, I don't want it to flip i either want them to win and to defeat god and have the world go to shit or I want them to actually, you know, lose, quote unquote, and yes. to not be able to defeat a nominat, and that's probably not going to happen because with Slim Pickens that. riding that bomb all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, yeehaw! But no, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more than the Last Tales game. I'm sure as hell enjoying it more than I enjoyed Final Fantasy because it's actually got characters in it. I would rather play sixty hours of Persona Four Five again than finish the last five hours of Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> You're not missing anything in the last five I, hours of Final Fantasy. I surmised as much. Yep, yep. Whereas with this one, every day I'm looking forward to, you know, what am I going to do for the next couple of hours? What's going to what's going to happen? What awful thing is Velvet going to do next? <laughs> Have you read the positive <laughs> reviews of Tales? Of no Final Fantasy 15. They make no sense anymore. No, I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand it either. It's it. They 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 turned almost into what the Zelda reviews are. It's just mm-hmm. complete like pandering. Which I don't get. I don't want to say they were paid off, but seriously, what game are they playing? I don't know. Is it it they were looking forward to something for so long that they couldn't see it was terrible? I mean, all you do is fetch quests and killing. Oh, I know. That's it. That's that's no good. It's 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 not New Vegas was like. There's a part of me that kind of wants to play 15 just so I could maybe explain that. <laughs> you would get like curious. two hours in and be like, nope, I'm done with it. That's possible. Chance, do you want to drink an entire quart of sour milk with cheese in the top? Hmm. It's really good. It's a really good looking carton, though. No. Craziest I'm looking go carton no, you've I'm ever go, seen. No. No. They're going to say no. I guess, I guess I'll just stick with Persona 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would recommend it. it. Um, I, I did play some other games, though. I finished Salt and Sanctuary on Vita. Uh, fucking love it. Absolutely love it. So glad it's there. Uh, started up a new game plus and just blitz like the first third of the game again. Hmm. Uh, I was I was really amazed because I remember being a lot harder when I started new game plus again on my PS4 version. I think maybe I over leveled my guy on Vita because by the time I got to the end boss, I really did just like I I, I, <laughs> stop, I, stop, stop. <laughs> I died to him once, just kind of learning his move set, and then I just went in and kicked the shit out of him. Um, but God, that game is good. God, that game is fun. And uh, the <clears throat> the uprising event went up on Overwatch last night, so I decide I'm going to log in. I'm just going to I'm just going to try the 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 player versus environment event, where it's uh, Tracer, Reinhardt, Mercy, and Torbjorn in King's Row seven years before the events of the game that we all play. Um, and it's Tracer's first mission, and she's in King's Row, and they're turning back kind of an omnic attack on the city, and it's pretty good. It's it's pretty nice. It's pretty fun. Um, apparently at the harder difficulty levels, it just gets redonkulous, but really what it is, is it's kind of like, 
Um, it's just like basically playing King's Row, except instead of fighting against other players, there's a lot of scripted stuff, and all these Omnic bots are showing up. And I was, the entire, the entire match, I was laying into these things as Tracer, like left and right, dropping my pulse bombs on like the elite units that show up. There was never a clip that I missed on these fucking things, and I ended up somehow bronze in a limbs. Huh. Because our Torbjorn's turret, and I, I don't know, maybe it counted assists on Mercy, but like, it just blew my mind. And that was with like 150 eliminations on Tracer. Jeez. You know, it's weird. The dwarf is usually the most lovable character. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind Torbjorn. Like you, you give me a, you know, you give me a, a setup where we don't have a healer, but we have a Torb and a Symmetra. I'm gonna say we're gonna win that match. I don't care if it's attack. Like I think, I think weird comps are not given enough uh, shrift in Overwatch. I believe a, a comp of six DPS characters will wipe a, a two tank, two DPS, two stack, if if the skill is there. So hmm. I, I really like unusual comps. And it's like uh, fifth dimensional rock paper scissors. <laughs> it is a little <laughs> bit. And so I'll, I want to tell one Overwatch story. Um, I was playing last night, and it just like when I kind of stopped playing because I was just having shitty games mm -hmm. that I believed was a result of the teammates I was getting at the time, I think this update has brought this flux of players back to the game. Because <laughs> the quality of games I was getting last night, usually on weekday evenings, you'll get way better games than you will on the weekend. Just people who like understand playing the objective and understand not trickling into the objective one at a time and just getting killed by an entire enemy team. No, these people don't really seem to get that. So I, I play for a little bit, and it's kind of like the end of my night. I really need to shut this down. But you know what? I'll do one more match. Okay, we're defending Dorado. I don't care that we're defending. I want to play Tracer. <laughs> so I insta-lock Tracer. And then someone else locks McCree. And then the next two go uh, Zenyatta and Mercy. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And then the last two both pick a tank character. And I'm like, we're 2-2-2. Two, two, two. This is going to be fucking sweet. I can't remember the last time I played Tracer with two healers and two tanks. This is going to be amazing. And so we're, we're progressing towards, uh, towards the choke to kind of set up our defense. And then both of the tanks quit the match. And then the two supports turn around and go back to the center of the map and just kind of sit there to see if any tanks show up, I guess. So it's me and McCree basically facing off against the entire enemy team at the start of this match. And we, uh, like, there's not much we can do, but we kind of hold them off. And I don't think I died, but by the time our team kind of rejoins us, they've pushed it to just the first bridge, uh, the first kind of low-hanging bridge. Uh, they haven't even got to the first checkpoint yet. And I end up getting into a full-on duel with the enemy Tracer. And usually Tracers don't duel. Um, if you, if, if she uses rewind first, you're going to win. If you use rewind first, she's going to win. And so it's really not worth either of your time. And so when two tracers meet, either one of them will pick the other instantly because you caught them at a disadvantage, or you'll just kind of spray each other. Oh, I can do damage. Oh, so can you. Okay, let's just fuck off and deal with, <laughs> deal with kind of easier pickings. But me and this tracer dueled. We fought. And we fought in that little room with a tiny health, with a small health pack just on the right of, uh, on the other side of the bridge. And my blinks, the timing on my blinks was, uh, the cooldown was always just wrong where I could not blink into the health pack to score the health pack. And she could, so she ends up beating me. And, but we dueled each other. We sur both survived way longer than you would expect us mm -hmm. to. It was really weird. It was a long drawn out duel. And so when she finally killed me, she comes over to my corpse and hits the crouch button about four times. Well, teabag. 
<laughs> and I'm like, I thought that was a really good duel. I thought that was a fun duel. And you know what? You took it to a dark place, man. Just, just for that, I think I will play Junkrat for the rest of this match. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and got Junkrat, and I shut this tracer the fuck down. She could not get any work done. She would come around a corner, oh, you're trapped. Uh, she would, you know, try to flank my guys. Well, you can't really flank in there because there's grenades going in there. They will two-shot you. And as soon as she figured out what I was doing, she switches to Hanzo. Ah. Uh. Hanzo is a pretty good uh, Junkrat counter because I've got no range and no accuracy, but he can just hang back as far as he wants and nail me with a headshot. And so as soon as, and so I look up to see where the tracer is and I notice that the tracer is switched to Hanzo. I don't even, I don't even wait. I just go into spawn, switch to soldier. <laughs> and then I come out and by this point we're at, we're past the last checkpoint and we're kind of in, we're kind of in the last area. And play of the game is me on soldier, going up to the high ground, activating my ultimate, killing two of his teammates off the payload, and then getting into like a mid-range duel with him on Hanzo. And then at the last minute, he's down to a shred of health. He ducks behind a wall, and I put a helix rocket right in there and finish him off. <laughs> it was so sweet. You weren't even playing Overwatch anymore. You're playing your own game with this guy. Yeah, that's right. I Which was is just, good. That's I fine. was just making sure he wasn't having a fun tracer match because if, if I couldn't, <laughs> neither could he. <laughs> Descended into true trolling at that point. I don't think no trolling is. Nah, you said you were making sure he wasn't having a good time. Yeah, no, I because yeah, he made sure I didn't have a good time well, with that it's with not that teabagging crap. Like he didn't start it. I did not no, start. Oh, okay, okay. I'll damn well sure finish it. Turnabout is fair play. Okay. Yes, I like. I like to think so. <laughs> and uh, that's the games I played this week. All right. Does that mean it's time for headlines? I think so. I, I have. I have nothing else to offer with the games I've played. I'm waiting well, to start new things. I mean, we got to stop playing these super long games. <laughs> oh no, kidding! This is ridiculous. I need to get back to my it's, short it's gonna, games. It's going to be like four weeks of talking about well, sure. yeah JRPGs. <laughs> hey Jim, uh, there is always night in the woods. Just no, waiting. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. Melt your heart like a pat of butter. He'd hate it. <laughs> He'd absolutely hate it. Really? Uh, you think I'd hate I, yeah. it? I do, I do, because the um, the mechanics of the game are nothing beyond go here, talk to people. But That's the, it. That's the whole thing. There, there is platforming, technically, and it is I didn't necessary. hate Life is Strange. That's all that was. I mean, Life is Strange wasn't great, but I didn't hate it. It's okay, like, well, this, it, is, this is great. It's like a nihilistic Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Okay, in Overwatch news, the Uprising event is now live, and it's pretty not bad. Uh, the Lucio changes are also live, and he is a lot more dangerous than he was. Uh, my, one of my first matches yesterday, I'm on Ilios with Tracer, and I've found a shortcut where I can get myself on the top of the spawn at the lighthouse, or on the top of the, the point at the lighthouse, which, you know, usually there's a Genji, a Hanzo up there, a Farah, sometimes a Winston. You never see fucking Tracer up there. So I'm always getting the drop on people up there. <laughs> I got to play the game last week where in the first two seconds of a match, I was up there and I killed a Winston and a, a Mercy before the point unlocked because <laughs> they did not expect me to be there. <laughs> anyway, so I'm up there and uh, what doesn't expect me to be up there is the enemy team's Lucio. And I'm not surprised he's up there. He's a Lucio. Okay. But what I didn't expect was for him to kill me as quickly as he did. Hmm. I did not... Like, I knew that he had, he had had the damage on his primary fire buffed. I think it's only like 20%. But I thought I had a better kind of sense of what that 20% would mean for me. He deleted me in like probably two seconds. Whoa. 
it really did not take him long. Um, so I was, I, it kind of got me anxious about killing these fucking Lucios now, because <laughs> they're already bastards <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> Just trying to kill a Lucio hopping around your payload, it's a fucking nightmare. Um, but, uh, but to actually kill Lucio is is not any harder than it ever was before. Uh, his self-heal, like, um, the amount that he heals his allies is increased by, like, 30% or 50% or something like that. So he's healing a lot more, and he's ulting a lot more as a result. I think they're going to tone down his ult. Is but, he breaking um, it down too much? or just? He is. He's, no, he's breaking it down far too much. Oh. There's far too much breaking it down here. <laughs> and dropping the beat. <laughs> um, but because how much he heals himself is pretty much identical to where it was before the patch, you can still kill him just as quickly. And uh, for people who are kind of new to Lucio and just trying him out, you you will wreck these guys. <laughs> if it's someone who's actually good on Lucio, yeah, you might want to be. I love Lucio so much. Yeah, I was. You're always right where you, always right where the most interesting part of the match is. Yeah, and and if your team is really working with you, you are uh, invincible. Who's the guy who stands up in front of the orchestra? You're the conductor when you're Lucio. Oh, yeah. You're like, totally. okay, everyone push, and you hit on speed boost, and you all just zoom around together and wipe these guys. Okay, let's get out of here and heal up a little bit. Okay, let's go in again. No, you're That's right. Like, when you when you do the speed up, some people like take it as a sign to move, and when you switch back to healing, you, it's that's worked sometimes. Those are my favorite matches ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when when your team actually groups up with the Lucio, you're unstoppable. Yeah, I feel like, I'm, in, like just, I'm leading a SEAL team. I'm just going, I'm doing like the hand signals. That's right. And when ah. the team, uh, usually when I got stomped playing last night, it was when the enemy team had a Lucio and we didn't. I was saying, anyway. There are some uh, bastard Lucios out there. There are. There are some. <laughs> well, there, there's some really good anything. There's these, like, these invulnerable imps on their team's shoulders and you just can, can't get them. Well, it's it, it's important to keep an open mind because, um, like, you know, Junkrat, for example. I've, I've pulled out Junkrat and everyone hates fucking Junkrat. No one wants to see Junkrat on their team. I never mind it. But uh, I've pulled him out as, like, the key to a lock of the enemy team when I know that this will solve it. And I have fought against junk rats that I know were carrying their teams because they are that fucking good. And everyone, you know, always complains about Widows. I was rewatching a match I did last week where I went 25-2 and two on Dorado Attack with Tracer, which is incredible. I died twice and got gold limbs and I think silver DPS. I had an amazing match. But going back and watching the footage... What would happen is I would soften up a target, and then you could see the straight line of a Widow's shot bodying that target as soon as I did damage to them. So basically, I had one of the best matches of my entire life off the back of a quick play Widow, who was just landing consistent shots. It was amazing. Hmm. She did. She totally helped my game. Put the work in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She was a team player. Uh, the patch has also introduced the traditional slew of bugs and problems. For example, May's primary fire and ultimate no longer slow enemies as they're hit by them. What happens um, with with May's thing is as you are hit with it, you're slowed down, and the slow becomes worse and worse until you've taken enough damage from the freezing source to freeze. What happens now is your movement speed never changes until you've taken enough damage and you freeze. So you can get out of May's ult super easy, you can outrun her when she's spraying you super easy. Basically, May is broken right now. Uh, Torbjorn's turrets can no longer be placed on moving platforms. Oh, that um, was so cheap. Yeah, the Torb cheese tactic on Volskaya B, I w that was going to save a game for me the other day, and I tried to set it up on the turret, and I couldn't. Or I set it up on the plat moving platform, and I couldn't. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I thought, well, just this shitty a Torb? I don't know how to do this. No, apparently it's... 
It's a bug. It's broken. Uh, yep. And Roadhog's hook now screws up the pull when yanking someone from high ground or downstairs. Uh, basically, like if someone is above you, you hook them. They come to the edge of the platform they're on, then they drop straight down to the ground. <laughs> it's it's really weird. They don't just come to you. Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of weird bugs, but there always is. Uh, and the main Nendoroid is now available for pre-order, and she is potently adorable. I have pre-ordered one. I was going to ask. Wait, only one? Just one. Just one. Mm-hmm. I need two tracers, and I'm probably going to get two mercies. But for me, I'll just get the one and be quite happy with it. And I, I don't even know why I'm doing this, because I have a closet full of, like, Nendoroids that are not on display anywhere. You need another display cabinet. No, I don't. I don't. I have a display cabinet that has nothing in it, because I oh. haven't unpacked any of the figures after the move. There's the only thing I got in there is I've got uh, I've got Katsuragi, I've got Velvet and Cornelius, and I've got my original Momohime. Oh, I also have uh, Silvaria from Valkyria Chronicles. That's all I've got. I've got like no Nendo setup. It's uh, it's kind of sad. Anyway, sad and empty. Yeah, they're well, all so lonely like, in the closet. It's so like, dark. Like my life. Uh, <laughs> was not where I was going with that. You didn't have to. I went there. I went, I went there for all of us and the listeners at home. Um, but really cool news for Microsoft. Like, Microsoft just keeps making the right decision lately. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, all they had to do um, was be the market, you know, loser for the last, I don't know, year and a half? Two yeah, years? Yeah, eat a little bit of humble pie. Uh, but this is not, this is like pre alpha on, you know, people who are beta testing the next Xbox firmware. But what they're doing on that, or they're testing right now, a system to do self-service refunds on Xbox Live and Windows 10 games. Yes. So basically what like what the rules are is it doesn't apply to DLC or anything like that, but you buy a game, if it's within the first two weeks you bought the game, and you haven't played the game for more than two hours, you can just say, I want a refund on this. And punching your information, ding, you got your money back. Smartest thing uh, Steam ever did. Seriously, like this is, I maybe they must have gone and talked to Steam or done some kind of research to see how it worked out for Steam. But I mean, this it's already is, saved my ass twice. This is such a consumer-friendly thing. Now I wonder how much they're going to monitor this for abuse because back on the Xbox 360, every Xbox Live Arcade game had a demo. And I made a point of playing all the demos. I had a feature on the blog called Demo Friday where I would just, you know, give you the hot take on 45 minutes or half an hour of a game. And I actually really enjoyed that. And now there's very, very few demos anymore. So if I can just have like 20 bucks that's constantly cycling through, let me play half an hour of these games and just refund them every time before they bust me on it. I mean, I, I may try that. I want to see how long I can do it before they say, no, you can't do this anymore. Well, yeah, maybe maybe they put in a thing like you can't do this more than ten times a year or something. Yeah, no, I think I Steam has a month. You can't do it more than like twice a month. Oh, I see something. that. It's still worth that, it because then yeah. I'll still see a game like you know that looks really cool, but I don't know, and there's no way for me to sample it because they don't put demos out anymore. I'm sure so, they'll flag you or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I will I will attempt to take advantage of this when it comes out and see because there's there is little stuff coming out almost every week that I'm curious about, but I don't want to spend actual money on. So. I mean, this bastard is getting too much value getting, for his yeah. money. Yeah. It's possible to just keep getting games you can't run. Yeah, well, Optimus is a Steam. huge problem on Steam. Yeah, on Steam. Yeah, yeah, no, this this oh, would, not yeah, on Xbox. No, yeah, I'd be doing it on Xbox. So we'll we'll see we'll see if, how long they let me get away with it. On Xbox, it's like I had no idea Gears was so violent. Refund. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Yakuza Kiwami will launch August 29th in North America at the budget price of $30. That is the uh, the new gen up port of the first Yakuza game, basically. Hmm. I really should try that last one that launched. Um, an hour-long, speaking of demos, an hour-long demo of Prey will be made available on PS4, Xbox One on Thursday, April 27th, a week before the game's launch. Very cool. I so hope it's... you'll be able to uh, keep your progress. I doubt it. Mm. Yeah. That seems confident, that. though. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And it's it's also kind of weird that we got uh, a Dishonored demo recently, right? The game launched like six yeah, months after the ago. Fact. Yeah. I, yeah. I was so bored with Dishonored 2. You know, my, my buddy at work just beat it. He He's absolutely in love with it. I, I love the first game, and 2 just bored the crap out of me. I don't know That's because both of us played the same character. We didn't play the woman. Yeah, I tried be, her. Yeah. I couldn't get the hang of her. Oh, uh, really? Of her yeah, she was, she's I, way I, different. I enjoyed her quite a bit. I enjoyed Emily. It was just, she was a lot of fun. And I really feel like it's her story, so it why is. would I want to play Corvo? Like the, the campaign levels didn't do a lot for me. The story didn't really seem to be going anywhere. Okay, are we talking about the same game that had Clockwork Mansion in it? Yes. That yeah. was worth 60 bucks. Yeah. So. But, like, there was just too much outposts. And like canal towns, it just all seemed to be the same thing over and over again. Well, after no. Clockwork Mansion, there was that time mansion where you're bouncing back and forth between yeah, like I had a thirty years. I thought oh, I got really a little underpowered. Oh, hmm. I just like killing somebody and then jumping forward in time while the guards are like, "What the fuck?" I'm glad they tried something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there wasn't any build up to it. True, it's like, hey, here's this new mechanic that you can use in this one level and never again. So yeah, they didn't do it. They did a better job in the first game of like setting up who the people were. Mm, yeah, it was more. It, this game was too much. Well, Here's you hung out with them for like the entire them. first game. What's up? You hung out with them for the first game. I know. Like that, <laughs> like, that was kind of brilliant. That was missing, and I didn't like it. Mm. Uh, the original Bayonetta is now live on Steam. Digital Foundry has taken a look and had nothing but good things to say about it. Uh, it, it supports 4K. It runs 60 frames a second. Uh, it is Does apparently this mean just. We get to... To be, no, I doubt it. I believe. Yeah, Nintendo has that. Yeah, published okay. by Nintendo. It's it's like Mark of the Ninja. Okay, well, then so let us have it on. It. Let us have it on the on the Switch. Then I would buy Bayonetta two on the Switch and I play would, it on my Pro controller. Yeah, I would. I would probably check that out myself. Um, <clears throat> Uncharted: The Lost Legacy will launch August twenty second for the budget price of forty dollars US. They have still not shown any gameplay footage. It's all been cutscenes. Hmm. I know. Concerning. Concerning. So they may miss that release date. <laughs> well, you'd think if they had gameplay to show, they would have. By but now. how hard is it to put gameplay together? It's the same freaking engine. Yeah, well, maybe but like when I had the same premonition about Andromeda, I was dead on. Okay, but I think oh, Andromeda no. was the result of years of uh, news uh, kind of releases or news coming out that that studio was in major fucking trouble. So, like, apparently, like the A team like snagged a ton of their budget. For their okay, new IP, are, are we still talking about? Uh, they have Bioware. Uh, the, 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 there's three campuses, and I think mm -hmm. the A team took a bunch of their budget for the new IP, and there's a lot of bad blood. Mm -hmm. And that's why they couldn't upgrade the. Uh, I I assume they took away their upgrade money for like the uh, facial animation. <laughs> they had to know they needed to fix that. And they are. They're patching that out. They're giving people eyes. It's yeah. it's a little better. It's still not as good as Witcher 3, which at this point is embarrassing. 
No, it's it, again, a standard will come and go, and people will go back to whatever the developers can afford, and that kind of becomes standard again. And mm-hmm. then, you know, someone puts out an Uncharted game or whatever, and it goes, oh, games can actually do this. But only, so, like, with, like, top-tier talent, a lot of time and money. And a lot of money, like a CD Projekt, Red Rockstar, Sony money. Yeah, right. Apparently CD Projekt is, like, one of the most lucrative companies in Poland. Yeah, I could see that. Like, you know, you know, the Obama has a Witcher 2 copy given him yeah. by the Prime Minister. Yeah. Really? They were so proud of, yeah. so proud of it. It's adorable. I, I wonder if he played it. Like, there's no way he really could. He's got time now. And, and if what he else did, is he like, doing? Michelle would come and look over his shoulder and going, you are not playing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. M- Michelle, please, this, this is for the plot. It's really important that I, <laughs> I don't sex know up I, this I don't witch. Know, I don't know if I want to kill the dragon. I don't know how this would reverberate across Witcher 3. Um, <laughs> but I do know this we will attack this dragon I will, will be in White Orchard for at least 10 hours and no one can make me leave one thing we've learned today is that we cannot do a good Barack Obama no, no. I love his no. cadence so much I miss it I so know it's beautiful much. it's beautiful he actually thinks about what he says before he says it uh, uh, Remedy the developer Remedy the guys who make Max Payne Alan Wake and whatever that uh, what was that Quantum Break Quantum Break they've basically stuck with Microsoft for their last two games I want to say it was Alan Wake and yeah and Quantum Break Alan, yeah and Alan yep. Wake and so their next game uh, they're adding PS4 support to the engine. Basically, they're making sure it's multi-platform. Uh, so that's freaking awesome. I have really missed Remedy Shooters. I really liked Alan Wake. Um, I'm really hoping that this isn't like, you know, ends up being like Fuse. Insomniac going, uh... yeah, going multi-platform and making Fuse. So as long as whoever publishes this forum, like maybe it's self-published, maybe they'll go through Techland, who knows. But as long as they are allowed to just kind of like let their creativity go nuts and do something crazy, which is what they're good at, and maybe tone back the story because I know you think it's good, but you're like Quantic Dream. It's not good. They're, they're it's not good. More enthusiastic and talented. Yes. So, I could no. go for an Alan Wake sequel. I could totally I, go for an Alan Wake sequel. Sure. I, but... I could go for Remedy Gunplay again. I love the gunplay. You it's gotta fun. shoot it's for like medium Stephen King. <laughs> like, like the like some of the better but not best Dark Tower books. Yeah, even that's weird. That was there are some awful series. Dark Tower books. Oh fuck the last one. Yep, that ending, Stephen oh King saves the multiverse. Yes, it was like Jesus. it was like it felt like uh, it felt like how I felt like playing Braid. Like the that oh. the art, yeah, that the artist himself was like just kind of saying fuck you. Fuck you, uh, audience. Have you ever see the South Park where the TSA takes over everyone's bathroom? Uh, no. Not, and then, not like, everyone's just surveilled in their bathroom. And there's a guy just watching everything. That's how I feel when Stephen King writes about himself saving the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch you doing this, man. Just write an actual narrative. Not a wish fulfillment thing for you. You named yourself. Not even a character insert. You didn't even put any effort into it. I, but uh. I think I I, I kind of liked how he presented himself in the book because him in the book was not a very likable person. No, and he I was like, like this little pissant coward, like cowering before this awesome Roland of Eld. I I didn't mind that, um, but the the ending of of the artist undrawing yeah. the crimson. Jesus, I, it, and it's like the end, I have the same problem with the end of Ratatouille. Come on, critics. The problem with critics is not that they're critics. Just stop. You have to take bad criticism to be a good artist. 
Yeah, but oh, a bad critic could be a bad critic just because he hates everything. Chamberlain. Oh. Well, I don't hate everything. Shitty... <laughs> He's played so many more shitty games than I have. I, I can't even begin. I understand where he's coming from. <laughs> this first-person shooter is uninspired. Yeah, the mediocrity Mediocre. that has touched his soul has saved me from a lifetime of disappointment. <laughs> Mediocre. In front of a desk shaped like a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> no, his entire apartment is shaped like it. It's just, it, was, uh, it was too much. No, it wasn't. It was wonderful. Ratatouille was excellent. Um, watch uh, Tomorrowland and get back to me. Why? Oh, Tomorrowland so has bad. nothing to do with this. It's it's that branch of his creative mind, but worse. Just just super ranty. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to watch that. Don't. It's Thank it's you. a bad. <clears throat> Thank you for releasing me from that. Uh, there was the, the the Tomorrowland sequence is incredible, but it's about ten minutes, and that's where all the money went. So just stop after that. Now let's all get together and read some Ayn Rand together. Literally. <laughs> that. Folk, folks who stole their copies of Mass Effect Andromeda are pissed off at a recent update which adjusts everything and improves everything from like animations to the re realism of the character's eyes is gated behind an update to the Denovo or Denovo whatever anti-piracy software. Uh, so basically, pirates are upset over an eye patch. <laughs> I'll give you that. Thank you, thank you. That's, that's not mine. I, I ripped it off of like News for Gamers or something, but I love it. That's, I love it so much. So good. Such a good pun. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Digital Foundry unveiled the specs and tech behind Microsoft's Project Scorpio this week. Did, did you watch is... the whole video? Did you watch the video? I don't have that kind of time. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was video was like tech Porn. Was there gameplay? Okay, none. No, there's not, if there's there was not gameplay, no I gameplay, I don't give a shit. I don't give. All you have to do is show me like that comparison chart of the numbers, and I can tell that these numbers are bigger than those numbers. Oh. And that that's what's important to me. So it pushes. It does push the six teraflops they promised. Mm -hmm. It is twelve gigs of GDDR5. Mm -hmm. uh, it can it can capture just like you hit the share button on the PS4, but it will capture your shit at 4K and 60 frames per second. Mm -hmm. uh, it does have ultra high def Blu-ray support. It has this ridiculous cooling system, and basically, yes, this will run your games at 4K, 60 frames per second, and, and with lots of processing power left over. Apparently, and, and for, they they just announced. I saw this this uh, yesterday that. It supports AMD FreeSync technology, which is so new, Holy nothing shit. supports it. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, All right, what is so FreeSync? AMD FreeSync, it actually works on some video cards now, if you have a monitor that supports it. Ordinarily, your television refreshes at usually 60 hertz or 60 frames mm -hmm. per second. And so it is the, the game engine's job to match up to that as best it can. So when you have the game that runs at 60 frames per second, everything meshes perfectly. So when the TV is looking for a new frame, the system is ready to provide that new frame. You run into issues when the system misses its deadline and you have a frame that's up there for two things or you run into tearing where the TV refreshes and the game engine isn't ready with the whole frame yet. <clears throat> okay. So what FreeSync does is it allows this GPU of the system to control the refresh rate of the television. Oh. So if the frame isn't ready yet, the TV doesn't refresh right away and it just looks smoother in general. It's, it's, it's required because... So basically, because, you will never have a tear. You just may have stutters. Well, it's not even stutters. It's just... It, it's the difference between between 60 and, like, 40 frames per second. Hmm. It, it, it smooths things out. Like, the, the tear is so minimal, you don't even notice it. Exactly. 
Exactly. That's and awesome. it, it's it just it just works basically. You don't really need to need to program anything into it. It's built into the GPU of the Scorpio. The problem is it's it, it's part of the new HDMI uh, 2.1 or high definition HDCP 2.1, which hasn't actually even been you know finalized yet. Mm-hmm. So there are literally no televisions that support this. And the mm-hmm. monitors that support this don't support it over HDMI. They are port- supported over a different, you I'm know. I'm sure there are reasonable cord. prices. Oh it yeah, kinda, exactly. It kind of seems like something you'd want to wait for, like your next, your Scorpio 2.0. It surprises me that they're doing this, but but I mean, what what they're doing is 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 they saw the PS4 Pro come out and they realized, you know, and the PS4 Pro is a marginal step mm-hmm. over yeah. the PS4. Yeah. Like marginal. Yes, yes. So Microsoft went, you know what? We 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 we, we, were, we were behind from the get-go technologically. Sony brought out this next one that that, you know, they weren't exactly forthcoming with what it was going to do, and even when people did found out it is honestly a little underwhelming. We're just going to, you know, put everything we have in this box mm-hmm. and confirm its place as a premium item. It really does almost feel like a generational leap, and it's it not. does. It's, it's it's not a generational leap. Nope. Like I don't think I don't think six teraflops is that much better than what the Scorpio pushes. The PS4 Pro. Or yeah, sorry. Than what the Pro. Uh, pushes. Pro. I thought I I thought I saw a chart. The Pro is in four ish or something like that. Okay. I, the, I tw- think. the twelve gigs of of RAM. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, not all of it's available. The actual operating system takes up more than it did on the previous versions. Hmm. So it uses up a little more. I mean, it's still big. It's it's yeah, still it's... this is still a monstrous machine that yeah. I would not be surprised if it clocks in at over five hundred dollars. Well, it's um, I yeah, I think okay, price is going to be a huge sticking point. Okay, let's get to these quotes. Let's deal with these quotes. Yep. Uh, IDC analyst, uh, which is an actual company, I did look it up. It's not just an acronym. <laughs> IDC analyst Lewis Ward, upon examining the components of Microsoft's Project Scorpio, says, "I estimate the basic hardware will cost around six hundred and fifty dollars. So, if Microsoft wants any kind of margin at all, Scorpio will have to retail at seven hundred or more, mm-hmm. which would be suicide. Yeah, that's, that for would this be thing. stupid. Yep." Uh, meanwhile, Xbox's Kevin Gamble says, quote, at the end of the day, we are still a consumer product. We want to hit the price points where consumers want to purchase this. It's about balancing the two. But I think he hit it on the head with 500. Yeah, I mean, the the Xbox One launched at 500. If this is at 500, I will I will not be surprised, nor, will I, nor would I be wounded by that price. I mean, it, it, it'll happen. It's because they don't, they, Microsoft doesn't care. They want the hardware in your living room as a conveyance for the other services. I don't even want to think about how many different subscriptions I have to Microsoft things. I mean, I have, I have Xbox Live Gold, which is like 60 bucks a year now. Apparently I have, they're debating Platinum. Oh, God. But go on. Um, I, I have their music service, which is like $10 a month. Um, I have um, an Office 365 thing for work, but still, I mean, I, I'm already so far in the hole with Microsoft that they, 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 I am their target. I am their whale. <laughs> if you are Overwatch's whale, then I am Microsoft's whale. And there's a lot of me, though. So... I, I can know. see them. I can see them swallowing a hundred dollar loss, a two hundred dollar loss on each console. Like I can see them doing it. I okay. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Alex was telling us that all of Microsoft kind of hates the Xbox division. Yeah, they well, do the because despise it. I don't think it's turned a profit yet. 
Ever? Um, the hardware division never has. Software probably has. Okay. Um, well, okay, okay, here's... Now, on the one hand, they are being so uh, beautifully transparent with how they introduced it through uh, Digital Foundry. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of that, uh, that self-serve refund thing, that is so consumer-friendly. The backwards compatibility thing that they were like, building into all of their systems is so consumer-friendly. I haven't owned an Xbox... Uh, no, I had a 360 for a little while. But... I've never really liked it. I hate those fucking controllers. But they are being so consumer-friendly with everything they've done for the past, I don't know, maybe two months, maybe, mm-hmm. that it's kind of getting me on board. I kind of want this thing to do well. Yeah. I, it's, this sounds appealing to me, but if they come out, and I, I'll I, honestly, with everything that's in this thing, it would be surprised to me if they actually did hit 500. If they don't hit 500, they're fucked. And even then, you're going to alienate a lot of your consumers. Because remember, this thing, uh, the, the Xbox One was more expensive than the PS4. Mm-hmm. By 100 bucks, yes. By 500 bucks. versus 400, yes. yep. Thanks to the pack-in of the, uh, whatever, Connect. <laughs> Connect. <laughs> yeah, we've, like, I forgot the name. It's been so long since anyone thought about it. But, uh, but that killed them. Yeah. That that absolutely killed Xbox One was the price mm-hmm. difference. And so by the time this thing launches, a PS4 Pro is going to be that much more cheaper. And if this is even $550, even if it's 500 and the PS4 Pro is 400 when a parent walks into his sh- shop and sees these two systems, well, can I get this Overwatch game on this one too? Yes. Does it run any better? No, it's, it's 60 frames per second on both, except this one's 4K. Well, m- my kid doesn't have a 4K TV or whatever. They're gonna they're gonna go for the cheaper option. I that, that's just the case. That's what's yeah. gonna happen. But then the question is, if Microsoft has the first party software mm-hmm. to show this shit off, like Sony has the first party software to show off what the PS4 could do, then you've got a discussion. If all this is just good looking third party shit, and the quality of first party stuff that we've seen from Microsoft so far, Ugh. exception of Forza, there's it's nothing not to mention. Been, no, there's nothing no. to mention. So is this why we haven't seen Crackdown in like two years? I have completely forgotten that was still alive. Coming it still is alive, according to the last uh, coming this year. I, I, I see that basically as the Scorpio launch title. Now, hmm. as this is what's going to be the proof. This is the proof in the pudding here. The other thing I just thought of is that this digital refund thing within you know two weeks, two hours, mm-hmm. is this the Trojan horse for them? Getting back to the console with no physical media, mm. I okay. Maybe it could. Maybe it could. I mean, uh, to get to that point where you feel as comfortable with buying a game on Microsoft as you do on Steam, but that would Digitally. mean just you know smacking the white glove across like brick and mortar stores' faces. It wouldn't be this generation. We're still years away from that. Yeah, it, it would be a transitional more. thing. But digital sales are amounting to more and more and more every year. I yeah. haven't like walked into a GameSpot in like two years. I was in there last Tuesday to get Persona. That's because you, you crave the physical media. You like to touch things. I do. I do. I like to touch things and then feel them. Mm. And then put them in a safe and make I, sure they're I, still I there. I do want a Monodol. I, I, I would not mind a Monodol. <laughs> oh my god, I saw a thing today for a Switch exclusive Sedrin Kagura game, and they're using oh. the high def rumble. No! For, yes! No. For exactly what oh, you think! No. For exactly that! And you see a guy with the little oh. Switch Wiimote in one hand, and this silicone ball in the other, and no. he's squeezing both! Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Oh, oh my fucking god! There it should is be Pete legislation. Oh. It's Max Japan. Oh. <laughs> that is so dark and so sad. Oh. I haven't touched my switch in a month. You won't now. God. <laughs> no, I mean Mar- so Mario Kart's the next thing. Oh god, that's awful. Yes, it yeah. is. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Man. Xbox. So uh, I think I think E three. I think we got to wait till E three to really judge the Scorpio. We need to see what kind of ridiculous software they've got running on it. We need to see what the price point will be. The price point is going to be the deciding thing. Yeah, I mean, j- just from a from a personal standpoint, I like the idea that's going to be small. They've come out and said it's going to be an <laughs> Xbox One S size because Ooh. they're gotten better at cooling. It's got that wicked cool mm-hmm. like. Vapor, cooling, vapor, whatever, yeah. Vapor conduction. And I mean, the pictures of the dev kits are out, and they're the size of an Xbox One S. Mm-hmm. They're tiny. Yeah. Um, I had actually, I, I read an interview somewhere. I can't remember who it was, but I mean, they're they're literally trying to keep it mapped the same as the S. Where if you've got your stuff laid out with with your Xbox One S, like here's your power cord, here's your HDMI cord, mm. you can literally just swap the boxes, plug everything where plug everything in where it was plugged in before, and you're good to go. That is distressingly user-friendly, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> we'll know who they are after they go to the market leader again. Probably the exact same. Well, it's, it's like Sony. But here's the thing. This is good because it drives each of them to do things better. You, wouldn't have, you would not have the PlayStation 4 if the Xbox 360 didn't kick the PS3's yeah, ass. This is exactly why monopolies are illegal. Exactly. <laughs> unless, unless you sell health insurance or, yeah. or internet. Mm. Or or cable TV, or you fly people in airplanes, or if, oh, you know if you're not in the states. God, how did that states. happen? How did that happen? <laughs> how the, oh. they they slammed his head into an armrest? Oh god, that guy's gonna sue them for so much. He is every every single passenger is gonna be able to sue. Mm-hmm. They're all complicit in att- attempted ass- literally oh, assault. Man. Yep, they're like pictures of the blood on the plane. Like oh my, god. he uh, and then he's like. Well, he's kind of a shitty guy. He was drugs for sex. No, no, no. Stop. It doesn't matter. Stop. It doesn't matter. Stop. Yep. Stop. You're gaslighting America, and it's not going to work. Now, you understand. She's a bitch. She, 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 she brought it on herself. No, she did not run into a doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Westwood actress Shannon Woodward, uh, the lab tech who is always swearing, uh, is joining the cast of The Last of Us 2. I love this. Ooh. I had a huge crush on her in Westworld. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> Uh, do you remember? Okay, she was like uh, um, Felix. Was that his name? Felix was the guy running the department. She right. was like his second. She was the one that was always reporting to him, the brunette, dark oh, black yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's always swearing. Yeah, I loved her. I, I had the biggest fucking crush on that girl. So yeah, yeah she she's going to be in the Last of Us too. I'm thrilled. I'm anticipating she'll be a bad guy. I think she's going to be. Nah. Yeah, no, that too easy, too easy. Don't yeah, no, there. they, they seem related, right? Yeah, let's get there organically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Darksiders War Mastered Edition launches May 23rd on the Wii U. <laughs> and a shocking revelation. Games are still being released on the Wii U. <laughs> CD Projekt Red. Don't, 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 go, don't go down there, Timmy. It's hainted. <laughs> <laughs> no one's walked into the Wii and going on 16 months. <sighs> CD Projekt Red sparked a bit of a fuss when they trademarked the word cyberpunk. Uh, but in true uh, CD Projekt form, they then put out like a press release saying, look, guys, this is why we did this thing. Like, we're not going to stop anyone from making like 
an awesome cyberpunk comic. We don't care. We don't own the concept cyberpunk. We just, if someone comes after us for making our game, we want to say, no, we have the trademark. Yeah, if someone makes it with Cyberpunk 2021, we'd be like, no, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Now, I have heard a thing where uh, if they do what they say and don't go after people for using the cyberpunk name, that would make them lose the trademark. You have to defend the trademark to keep yeah, it? Yeah, that's why, that's why ah. you see like uh, Bethesda going after scrolls. Because if you don't aggressively go after it yeah, and that defend was bullshit. it... Yeah, it was such bullshit. But, you know, just as an example, that's why companies do it. Because if you don't do it, then someone could argue that you don't actually care about this because you let this other company use the name. I mean, therefore, I should use the name, too. You've seen Redbox. You've seen what happens when, like, a public domain movie gets made. There's, like, three different, you know, Sherlock's and Beauty and the Beasts. Yeah. All rip-off. Slightly varied titles. Yeah. Ugh. It's awful. (laughs) The Lying King. (laughs) Uh... The Littlest Mermaid. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. (laughs) Uh, Ska Studios, Charlie Murder, and Dishwasher Vampire Smile are coming to Steam, along with all three of the studio's games in a pack they've brilliantly named The Skullection. Oh, come on. They they petitioned Twitter for a suggestion, and that was was by far and away the best answer. (laughs) Oh, dude, have you seen the Ask the Audience thing in Persona 5? Uh, no, I haven't touched it. If you connect it. to the Thieves Guild, you can ask the audience what everyone else answer for the question. Oh. And since everyone's seen... reading the wikis, you, th- there's the answer. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. I gotta try that. Yeah. Um, the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Quadrilogy is getting a bundle this fall with the Legacy Collection, including all four games as a physical release, or the Trilogy Collection, which is just the first three games uh, slightly upported to the PS4 and Xbox One. And, never, uh, never played any of those. Not a one. They're, um, they're very vanilla. They're very, they're very smooth and inoffensive. Hmm. Um, there's so if you, particular... if you if you like the anime, you'd probably be down for them. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. I hated the anime, and I, oh, and I okay. quite enjoyed it. I really anime did enjoy what? it. Naruto. Uh, Naruto. Ah, it's it's an anime show. <laughs> oh, I know. It's the anime show. Like, um, that's been going for like ten years or something. Yeah, yeah, and now it's Boruto, it's moved on. Like, Naruto has ended, and now it's they about his kid. an entire letter. <laughs> well, it's his kid, it's a, it's a new character. It's, yeah. it's Naruto's kid. Um, but, speaking of, but speaking of, like, tasteless and inoffensive things, um, I, have a, I have a friend who used to work in my office, he's a DJ, and now he's gone off to work for this other agency, but we, uh, we email each other quite regularly. And it's a thing that he calls word of the day, where because he's a DJ, he listens to all this modern music that I don't listen to because my music taste is like fucking weird and usually ancient. And so I'll, I'll here, get here. him to send me the name of like, you know, songs I've never heard of, shit I've never heard of. <laughs> and today he sends, he tells me to listen to an Adele song called like Water Under the Bridge or something like that. And so I listened to this, and I've never done this to him before. I couldn't get halfway through that song before I had to turn it off. And I wrote to him, and I said, This song is the product of Vanilla Ice Cream having a child with Wonder Bread. (laughs) Like, it is... is, That's harsh. It is that kind of bland tastelessness. Like, I'm sorry, dude, this is awful. He was legit offended that I insulted an adult song. Yeah, I, don't know I, if I hate know talking about music because people just get way too intense about it. Man, Hello was amazing. Like, when she starts belting out something on the outside. Yeah. Like, she gets it. Like, that was, man, you got me, Adele. Like, yeah. 
Wait, there's rolling, rolling in the deep was here, right? Magnificent. I don't know. Rolling, rolling, rolling in the deep was that her? I don't know. Rolling Again, I don't listen to pop music. Neither do I. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't listen. I just to... found uh, this one band. What's it called? Uh, not April, April Showers. It's the song. The band is uh, Honest Thunder or something. Oh, hmm. Shit. But anyway, it's basically heart with with like metal. Wait, heart with Ro- metal? Royal Thunder April Royal Showers? Royal Thunder, there it is. Yeah, they're they're okay. they're good. Female lead singer? Yep. Because I dig female lead singers and like female, rock and really metal. good female lead singer with really good rock slash uh just sort of like eighties metal. But with like Salt uh Snake River Conspiracy. Snake River Conspiracy. They put out one album. Look up Snake River Conspiracy. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, hmm. Royal Thunder. I've not heard of them. Yeah, they oh, just, amazing. And they just got signed or something. They popped up like a month ago. Snake River. Oh, uh, Royal Thunder? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, came up on Royal Thunder Vivo, published on February 28th. Wick is available on April 7th, so the album just came out. I hope they do well. I sure this doesn't end up in like a royal blood situation where they just make one album and then nothing ever again. That'd be sad. Well, that's what happened with Snake River was they put out one album and then they did a bunch of little one-offs, like singles. Like they probably have as many just little singles as they had songs on the album, but then they never made a second album. You know why that happens? Because like they don't get enough money to like make music, period, and they just get different jobs. I like to think they just did a bunch of drugs and then stopped getting interested. In it. <laughs> That's not how the music industry music industry is like publishing. Either you make it big or this is a hobby. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, okay. Real, you know what? Let's. Uh... Ooh, I like this so far. Yeah, it's not bad, right? These My are... God, this has potential. This has clip show potential, Alex. Yeah, it's good. Hey. Shit, right? Ooh, I do like this. Okay, yeah, Chamberlain, you gotta make, you gotta make this the end song. All right, s- send me the link. All right, well, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I get transitions us. from heart to like metal and then back again. It's so good. See, metal though. My my, my current go to for metal is probably Hailstorm. If you know. Oh, well, I know, like light metal, but just like harsher heart. Okay. Did you hear that the uh, was it Siberian Light Orchestra? What was that? Oh, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. Trans Siberian Orchestra. The guy died. Yep. They've been. Yeah. God, I, that that Christmas album has been in my house since I can remember. <laughs> but only the first one. All the ones after that are are not as good. No, they're not. Wait, I'm thinking of Mannheim Steamroller. Oh, oh, <laughs> you're thinking of Tubular Bells. Yeah. Yeah. No. Boo. No. I um Trans Siberian Orchestra, their their first Christmas album, which was Christmas Eve Sarajevo, I believe. No. Uh, Christmas Christmas Eve and other stories. It's it's the one with Christmas Eve Sarajevo on there is super good, and that that's like the only Christmas album I will allow myself to listen to because I hate Christmas music. So, All I, I, actually, I sent that to Chance like a year ago, and he's like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> good Christmas music comes around like once every seven years. No, we, we, we did this. You sent me a link to that Christmas song, and I sent you a picture of myself and my cat being nauseous on the couch. You offended both of us. Christmas music Looney Tunes don't get enough credit. No, Christmas music does not suck. Christmas music does not suck. Carol of the Bells... Backdoor Santa by yeah. Clarence Carter. Yeah, go go listen to Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter. Backdoor Santa. This sounds like a like a, like a theme song well, not, to one of those wrong. porn. 
things. You're not right. <laughs> All right, we're, we're talking about Christmas porn. I think I, we might I be. Think, yeah. Well, you're I, talking I think about Christmas porn. I'm talking about classic blues. Well, we know where we know where your mind classic goes. Classic blues sir. is all about sex. That's right. It really is. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> you, you just couldn't be quite as blatant, so you had to do a little, you know. That, that sneak is, that it is in. apparently where the term rock and roll came from. Ah. Well, yeah, because it's great for that. Rock and roll. Sixty minute man. <laughs> I love that one. Hey, the radio was these... pretty good before. The radio did not. I love Travis. I think Chance is going to sing us out one of these days, but not today. Alex, thanks for talking. Yes, sir. Chance, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week.